even before the kids who had appointments. She narrowed her eyes and nibbled at her lip before dropping her voice to a stage whisper that was slightly more hushed than your average yell. I am having an idea. Maybe we could tell the nurse lady that I have a sore throat now. I shook my head. Nah, we don't lie. Bad karma. Ellie considered this. I hate caramel. She smoothed her skirt and wandered off to the toy basket. I recrossed my legs and checked out the crowd. The room was predictably full. There were first-time mothers from Queen Village and Society Hill who wore their babies, infants wrapped in yards of organic cotton, hand-dyed and woven by indigenous Peruvian craftswomen who were paid a living wage. The moms from Section 8 housing pushed secondhand strollers and fed their infants from plastic bottles, as opposed to ostentatiously breastfeeding or slipping the baby a few ounces of organic formula in a BPA-free bottle with a silicone-free nipple hidden under a prettily patterned, adorably named nursing cover-up. I'd worn one called the Hooterheider. On the days when you use drugs or alcohol, do you usually have three drinks, doses, or more? Define dose. One Percocet from the bottle I got after I had my wisdom teeth pulled? Two Vicodin prescribed for a herniated disc I suffered in a step class at the gym? I'd never taken more than two of anything, except the day after my father had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and my mother had set up a temporary fortress in our guest room. Could three pills count as a single dose? I decided not to answer. Do you use drugs or alcohol to unwind or relax? Hello, that's what they're for. And was that so bad, really? How many times had I heard my husband say, I need to go for a run? Or my best friend Janet say, I need a glass of wine. What I did was no different. It was actually better. A run was time-consuming and sweaty and hard on the joints, and wine could stain. Mommy! Hang on, sweetie, I said, as my iPhone rang in my purse, just one minute. You always say that. You always say just one minute, and it always takes you for hours. Shh, I whispered before hurrying toward the door where I could keep an eye on her while I talked. Hi, Sarah. Allison said Sarah in the gruff, all-business tone that surprised people, given her petite frame, sleek black bob and freckled button nose. Did the fact checker call? Not today. The Wall Street Journal was in the midst of its every six months rediscovery that women were online. They were doing a piece on women who blog, and ladiesroom.com, the website that I wrote for and Sarah ran, was to be featured. I was alternately giddy at the thought of how the publicity would raise Ladies' Room's profile and nauseous at the notion of my picture in print. She just read my quotes back to me, said Sarah. They sounded great. I've really got a good feeling about this. Me too, I lied. I was optimistic about the piece, at least some of the time. Mommy! My daughter was standing about six inches from my face, brown eyes brimming, lower lip quivering. Gotta go, I told Sarah. We're at the doctor's. Oh, God, is everything okay? 
as okay as it ever is, I said, striving to inject good cheer into my tone before I slipped the phone back into my purse. Sarah, technically my boss, was 27 and childless. She knew I was a mother, that was, after all, why she'd hired me, to give readers live, from-the-trenches reports on married-with-children life. But I tried to be a model employee, who was always available to talk through edits or help brainstorm a headline, even if Ellie was with me. I also tried to be a model mother, making Ellie feel like she was the center of my universe, that I was entirely present for her, even when I was on the phone debating, say, the use of strident versus emphatic, or arguing about which picture of Hillary Clinton to use to illustrate another will-she-or-won't-she-run story. It was a lot of juggling and quick switching and keeping my smile in place. Sorry, honey.